When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fellow adventurers, this time we shall be exploring Bentlin Wood. Now, Bentlin Wood is one of the explorable areas in this game. And I'll show you what that means when we enter it. East of the village of Hawklaw stands a spawning forest known as Bentlin Wood. While woodcutters, while woodcutters from several nearby villages buy their play trade on the outskirts of the wood, there are a few who dare venture very deep into the forest. According to local ne- legends, a powerful and elephant spirit watches over the woods. Now, explore Zemplin's wood. Yeah. Now, yeah, explorable areas is you get, every time you explore it, something can happen. And now that, that, yeah, then it functions just random encounter generator really but there's another element i mean there used to be a limit to how many explorations you could do but then then old matt realized yeah that doesn't really add anything to the game yeah adds anything to the game right if you want to explore less you feel obliged to use up your entire collection you want to explore more, you're stuck, you're stuck twiddling your thumbs. There's really no one that benefits. So technically, maybe it can encourage you to go elsewhere, but if you're having fun there, stay there. And if you're not, go. So, so yeah, now you can explore an unlimited amount of times. The exploration of your forest comes to an abrupt halt. When you suddenly find yourself face to face with a pair of dens of the densons that prowl this tangled wood, it's two armoured scavengers. These long, grey-stelled, omnivorous beetles with a lengthy, curved horn that protrudes from the front of their broad, flattened heads. Their shells are extremely hard. I can begin the combat, and I fight them. They thrust their sharp horns at me. But four XP. Look over the corpse of your opponent. Take a moment to wipe the sweat from your brow. After taking several moments, check over the gear and to make certain you're no longer in immediate danger. You want to again set off on your way through the woods. So you just explore. But another element that makes it different from say having the random explore the realms at random is you can find locations which you can just go to whenever whenever you want and they're not just a one-time thing like the phantom assassin they're there they're permanent they have stories linked to them sometimes you can benefit from going to them multiple times sometimes you can't do anything the first time you come back and you can do something And here we are. You've made a special note of this location, the ancient fountain. You may return to it in in the future, whenever you explore Bentlin Wood. In the midst of a tangled patch of bramble, you come across an ancient, moss-covered fountain. The ornate monument, we estimate must be at least a thousand years old, sits at somewhat of a slant, poking up through the thick mesh of thorny vines, Reach up from the forest floor to call it sight. You step up the edge of the fountain, carefully, pa- carefully passing a wall of forms, 
and stare down its sizable and empty basin, with no visible source of water being on it. You wonder how this fountain was once fed. You continue to glance at the fountain as you prepare to once again settle your way through the woods. There's an item you can use, I haven't got it yet. Explore now. You've made special notes, I found the Catapawak statue. Near the centre of a wide bed, bed of ferns, in an area thick and tank thick and tangled undergrowth, you discover a toppled, half-buried statue protruding from the leaf-covered forest floor. A close examination of the statue reveals it to be an armoured catamarock. Catamarock. These wicked humanoids, found in several of the deeper realms of the Neverness, have the head, hands, feet and tail of a cat. The catamarocks are nimble, clever and cruel and do not tolerate other species, except as slaves. The catamarock were immune to the effect of nearly all non-magical fire, the ability to ignite themselves at will, making themselves both fearsome and dangerous in the eyes of any would-be foe. Master catamarock warriors are said to have nine lives, and are believed to grow in power with each of their new incarnations. It is believed that these scheming and warlike cat beings control vast empires in several of the countless realms of the Neverness. Alright, I'll take those, I'll just tick those off my places to visit, least. I mean, empires led by sentient cat people? You know they're not going to be nice. Because <laughs> as we all know, cats are mean. But most of them get away with it because they're all so cute. The statue is obviously ancient and in quite state disrepair. You curiously note the statue is missing its left arm. You search the immediate area but find no sign of the missing limb. After several minutes you take one last look at the statue before preparing once again to set off on your way. Explore now. Shade goblins. Four of them. And they're down. Yeah, 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 there's lots of different combats. Ooh, exploring a, a series of loud, drawn bellows reaches your ears as you make your way through a dense section of the northern part of the forest. As you step around two towering shoulders of rocks, your eyes fall across a crucial battle being waged on the wooded slope just ahead. An ancient and perhaps somewhat feeble Dormu. Dormu, an ancient race of tree beings, not commonly seen in Swift for many centuries. Those Dormu who remain are sly, reclusive creatures, who choose to avoid the world that is changing around them. Dormus are exact replicas of old our hardwoods, with their eyes and mouths closed and impossible to tell them apart from other trees in the forest. Dormus can move very slowly if needed but they usually choose to set their roots into the ground in the same place for many years. If angered and threatened, a Dormu will attack, but they would prefer to stay hidden and let trouble pass them by. If you can, ima if you can imagine a full-sized maple grappling at you, you might think it might be wise to leave Dormus to themselves. Beth. Bellows with rage as it attempts to defend itself against a small horde of vicious stick legs. There's a link there too. Long thought to be a creature of myth, the legendary stick leg has been sotted with increasing ferocity across the wilds of the North Broadlands. The legs and arms of these strange two-legged woodland beings resemble long, thin sticks, though they're not actually made of wood. The thin, spiny exoskeleton that covers their soft flesh, flesh resembles the bark of a stick. Stick legs have a broad shell torso that ma ma matches their arms and legs. The heads of these creatures have black fly-like stalks that protrude from the top of their nearly flat skulls. A thick shell, much like that which covers their torsos, protects their heads. The intelligence of these beings has never been determined, but they often operate in large bands and have been known to attack trolls and ogres, overpowering such sizable foes with sheer numbers. Stick legs use their sharpened limbs of their free 
attack using the sharpened tips of their three-fingered hands. In Woodland settings, these, set, these beings move in near total silence and use this to advantage when stalking prey. They make no audible sounds, and some have speculated that they communicate telepathically. Oh dear. The hideous, the hideous fiends move swiftly and without sound as they surround and attack the gentle forest lord. You sense that the stickleds have gained the upper end in this fire, and may indeed bring down the mighty Dormu. Oh no, I have to save the trees! At all, what has the Lorax taught us? I go to the aid of the ancient Domu. You realise that you must hurry if you are to help the ancient Domu against its savage and determined attackers. You sense the forest lord might be weakening and may not be able to survive his salt much longer. I just rush forward and attack the seven stick legs. There were skills and powers I could use. I could use illusion, elemental, telekinesis or archery, but none of them are high enough level for me to use them. The seven stick legs, in almost total silence, move in swiftly and surround you. Your pulse quickens as the foul creatures begin systematically sw- swiping at you with their sharp wood-like fingers. Seeing yourself for engagement with your first, first stick leg, you draw yourself into a defensive posture and prepare to engage the hideous creature, stick leg one of seven. The stick leg strikes you with the sharpened tips of its long, thin fingers. It does it again. I fight it, it falls, 10 XP. A loud hiss escapes from the punctured shell of the hideous stick leg as the strange creature drops to the ground at your feet. You step back from the corpse of your slain foe and wipe away the steady steam of sweat now pouring down your brow. Steering yourself from an engagement with the second stick leg, you draw yourself into a defensive posture, prepare to engage the hideous creature. Fighty, fighty, fight, 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 fight. 10 XP. And here's the third one. Fighty, fighty, fight, fight, fight. Fourth one. Here it comes. Another 10 XP. Yep. You step back from you. And I... And here comes number five. Good job they're not, not attacking in groups. I guess I, somewhere amongst this, the roots of this tree, I found a place where they can't gang up on me. Or amongst all the other trees, and the rocks, and the many other things. Or maybe I'm just moving really fast. Fast and I can't be surrounded. You step back from the court to your stained thrones and wipe away the steady stream of sweat now pouring down your brow. Here comes number six. Slashy, slashy, slashy. And finally, here comes the seventh stick leg. There isn't any more waiting around and it is slain. And another 10 XP. The shattered oozing remains of the seven stick legs lie soon about the forest floor at your feet. A nauseating odour rises into the air from the remains of the strange creatures. It's all you can do to keep from wetching. With a few moments to make certain that no more of these foul creatures are lurking about, you turn your attention to the massive Dormu, who nearly fell victim to the savagery of the vicious fiends. You move Krogs cro- to the ink door and note, with great sadness, that the mighty forest creature has suffered several severe wounds in its battle with the stick legs. Okay, how do you wound a tree? How? I mean, with chainsaw? But anything less than that. <laughs> anything less than that, I mean, you wouldn't be able to do it in the sort of time it takes a battle. <laughs> it gets just, it just really pointy. It almost grunts as it opens one of its eyes and attempts to focus the round black orb on you. Thank you, dear friend, mumbles the low voice of the meaning tree. I, Toybik, lord of this wood, humbly thank you. Although you can sense that the Dombu is very meek, you are amazed to see that many of the gashes 
and gourds that mar this work experience have already begun to mend yourself. Step closer, grumbles the Gormu, as one of his eyes again creep open. Step closer to me, human. I'm stepping closer to the ancient Dormu. I mean, if you can't trust a talking tree, who can you trust? As you cautiously step focus the topic, still somewhat uncertain of what it is the ancient Dormu wants, suddenly the mighty tree creature reaches out and takes hold of you with long, powerful limbs. As the Dormu's mighty grip tightens around you, a strange sensation begins coursing through your body, causing your vision to blur and your thoughts become jumbled. You note that the tips of Tobruk's wooden fingers are glowing bright white. I've acquired the skill of law. My current mastery is level one. 512 experience to law. 512 experience to arcana. 512 experience to woodmanship. 512 experience to elementalism. 512 experience to restoration. And then finally, 512 experience to general. That is very nice. As the strange sensation cursing, cursing through your body subsides, your vision clears and you stagger to your feet at the base of the ancient Dormu's broad trunk. Dormic, those, be- those deep, gentle gaze, been fixed on the forest for the better part of an age, closes his eyes and appears to drift off to sleep. You issue the mighty Dormu a silent farewell before turning and once again setting off on your way through the woods. I've got a tree friend now. That's a good friend to have. Bit bit more exploring. There's a forest troll. Slashy, slashy, slashy. Then I get... You wander through the wood for quite some time, but discover nothing that merits interest. After a long while, you realise you're nearly back to the exact point from which you began your exploration. Explore now. Uh, while exploring Bentley Wood, you suddenly face the folk approaching the dark, broad, forbidding mouth of a dark cave. Now, these, these caves have, have a lot of random battles in them, and then you get a loot drop. So actually, I'm going to enter, enter this cave, just so you can see. With a with lot trusty light source in hand, you cautiously make your way into the cave. Okay, there's is the dun the the dungeon in these is randomly generated, so there's really no point in me describing what where I am. Your exploration of this dark, deep cave comes from a dropped halt and the welcome sight emerges from the gloom. You quickly assume a combat ready stance as you prepare to engage one of the prowling denizens of the shadowy lair. Armor scavenger one or two. Fight, 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 fight. Got some gold. Got some XP. Another armored scavenger. Got some gold. Got a sword that is just terrible. Not, not even worth looking at, let alone picking up. Uh, and there's a considerable number of. At last, with no more enemies in sight, you relax your stance and exhale sharply, thankful to survive the brutal engagement. To defeat a total of two enemies while exploring this cave, you estimate a considerable number of enemies remain. To carefully check your equipment, you once again resume the exploration of the cave. Yeah, you just got to keep walking up and down, left and right, just walking all the directions of this cave. Go everywhere around it. Here's a tried jaw. Armed with three sets of powerful jaws, the aptly named Tri-Jaw prefers to attack, attack its, jack its prey with a long, sharp jaw. Once incapacitated, a victim of this vicious beetle will quick, be quickly devoured. Well, you're not going to devour me, no sirree, Bob. Instead, you die. Still a considerable number of enemies left. Here's a carnage crawler. 
these massive, many-legged insects prowl caves and the, the dark out-the-way places in search of dead and decaying flesh on which to feast. Their circular mouths are winged with razor-sharp teeth. And I fight this one. There we go, and 5 XP, still a considerable number of them left. You just gotta keep keep wandering around two more armored scavengers coming coming up. Yeah, you you want you it's good to get groups because then you get a couple of them down at the same time. Still a considerable number left. How many enemies can you fit in one cave? Right here comes two more armored scavengers, one's down, another one. Yep, lots. Dwind finally, a dwindling number. They're going down. See, that number gives you a clue as to how far you've got to go until they're all gone. It's, I think there's around about 20 or so in this cave. And a car another carnage crawler. Yep, uh, okay, that's 10 defeated now. Might be about the hairs and armored scavenger. Not uh, pick up a sturdy flail to sell. It's nearly always to sell. Slivering menace. Oh, I haven't read the description of that, have I? At least not for a while. This large black, this large many-legged black insect actually put Propose itself along the ground by slithering on its scaly underbelly. Its powerful mandibles are capable of crushing bone. Hopefully not my bones. I kind of need my bones to move about and, and kick people with and, and, all, and other stuff. Sturdy bone breastplate, I'll take that. It's only a small handful left. I think it's about five or so, maybe. Another armoured scavenger. Yeah, it's, there's there's no there's no points of interest in these dungeons. You just these dark cave dungeons. You're just wandering around until everything's gone. Here goes a black horn beetle. Now another a small fifteen defeated now. Yeah, you just got to keep you just got to keep plugging away at them until they're all gone. Then you can get then you can get the prize, which will turn up soon. Oh, and here we are. No enemies remain. I defeated seventeen. After carefully checking over equipment, you once again resume exploration of the cave. Well done! You've successfully cleared the cave of its sinister inhabitants. Sixty-four XP to general. That's quite nice. It's not the fastest way to get XP, but I mean, if you're exploring this place anyway, maybe it'll be, be worth considering. If only to give a bit of variety. Exhausting stuff of the cave turns up your following. A sturdy dirk and 16 gold. Yep, sometimes you get better drops than that. And now I've got to find, my, find the exit so I can leave. Exit the cave. Move away from here. Keep exploring. Nothing that time. Nothing that time. You just sometimes get get ones of nothing. There might be some sort of code in place to make nothing more more so turn up more often if you've done. Well, passing through a more open section of the forest, you happen upon a rather cheery woodsman making his way west along a well-used trail. He hails you with a friendly wave, and you spend a small while in conversation with him. The grey-bearded woodsman, who injures himself as, as Grompnir, tells you he frequently hunts in the forest. He also warns you there is danger to be found here. I've had more than my fair share of goblin trouble in here of late. I can ask myself with a few words I've, I've found running past, but I fear it's only getting worse. I can only say to watch your step. I wouldn't recommend spending the night under these trees. And you best watch out for the stick legs too. 
I'm seeing more and more of these about. Not a sight that warms the heart. At, at length, you prepare to take your leave of Grandmere. But just before you do that, Greybeardman tells you something to say. Have a look at this, will you? He says, producing a small, perfectly round bluestone spot. I found this just, just this morning. Morning. Back just the way made from this very trail. Never seen a stone like it. The stone is indeed remarkable. And when you ask him if, if you can see it, you are surprised when he tells you can have it. I have no use for such things. He, he laughs, tossing you the round blue stone. It's a lucky stone. This lucky's now yours. Got a round blue stone. This round blue stone was given was given to you by Grumpy, the explorer woodsman, the, the woodsman you met while exploring Blending Wood. You thank Grumpy for the stone. He smiles and again reminds you to take care as you make your way through the forest. At last, you bid him farewell, and the two of you set off in opposite directions through the woods. Now, I think that round blue stone might be used at this fountain. Oh, and it is. 34 XP to General. On a whim, you take hold of the round blue stone that was given to you by one here, the woodsman, and toss the curious object into the fountain's empty basin. Almost at once, a bubbling sound fills the air and a rush of sparkling clear water materialises to fill the fountain. Although no water spills from the top of the monument, the fountain is now filled almost to its brim. You suddenly catch sight of something glint, something glittering at the bottom of the sparkling pool. What was that? Was that some water of extra-dimensional water source? <laughs> That's convenient. I mean, I could use some of those as sails travelling through a desert. Or I wanted to... Or I wanted to throw... Have a water fight. Fight on a high mountain for some reason. Yeah, alright. What what's turned up? Lying at the bottom of a basin, near the clear water that now fills the ancient stone structure... It's a small silver warp. You're about to reach into the fountain tree of the object when suddenly the surface of the pool whipples and the reflection of the branches of blood in the sky beyond are replaced by a vivid and horrifying scene. The moving images on the rippling surface of the water-filled fountain basin seem to tell a gruesome tale. You watch as a young woman moves up to the edge of the fountain and sets a silver orb at the edge of the basin. Suddenly, the orb rolls into the water, and a woman leans over to recover it. Her arm is plunged into the water, the sky grows dark, and a black-coaked figure strides out of the forest and approaches the fountain. She turns and screams, drawing, drawing a wooden rod from her left figure, and le levelling the instrument at the sinister, encroaching figure. The surface of the pool ripples. Momentarily destroying the scene you're witnessing. And when the image returns, you note the firewing portal now stands next to the fountain. Emerging emerging from the falls was an armoured sword-wielding figure. Your gaze is immediately drawn to the gay face of the armoured figure. It is that of a catamorock. The catamorock warrior seems to shout something into the young to the young woman. And she immediately retreats into the portal, stepping into the swirling vortex just ahead of unlikely rescuer. Much to your astonishment, just before the curtain closes, the black coat figure melts into a pool of stagnant and slivers swiftly into the jaws of the fading gate. The surface of the pool again whipples, but this time that scene that took place upon it does not return, once again left staring at the silver orb at the bottom of the basin. Without delay, he reached into the fountain and retrieved the silver orb. After briefly examining the orb, which I'll do myself, he retrieved the small spot over her. This is a small silver orb that you retrieved from the fountain in Benton Inwood. Same orb that you saw in the image. Image that appeared on the surface of the fountain. After briefly examining the orb, he sighed to keep it with you and took it safely amongst your other belongings. When at last you're ready to continue, you take one final look 
before you're once again setting off on your way through the wood. And I'm going to stop for now, because it's tea time. And back. Let's keep exploring and... You're going to find out what happens with that statue and a few other things. That was a black striped bear. There's another cave. Ignore that. They're not really much fun doing the cave. Platform beetle. Another platform beetle. You usually usually just skip them. Is there something you can do? But I must be I usually skip them. No, nothing turning up. Nothing turning up. Nothing. Another black spike bear. Black spike bear. Uh, that's a lot of a bit of damage. Call off the explanation. Travel to Hawklaw. West. That's the quickest way to heal. Heal here by a wide, wide margin. Skip up. The explorations. There's a skeleton. I uh, know it's a pile of bones. Explore again. Shade Goblin. Do it any release into Bark? Bark? We will never know because I've just killed him now. Oh, Armored Scavenger. And that one goes. Black Strike Bear. Right, next time I'll show the description link to that person. Three skeletons. Zero skeletons now. Hmm. There's a black horn beetle. That one will a link. Maybe I'll show that later. Explore now. Nothing. Explore now. Skeleton. As you make your way through the forest, you suddenly spot a shimmering ghostly figure standing in the middle of the narrow trail you've been following. The glowing apparition is that of a, of a young woman, and upon catching sight of you, she darts into the forest and disappears from view. You reach the spot where she stood and peer off into the forest. Your heart nearly skips a beat when you once again spot the ghost, this time drifting slowly through the trees to the west of the path. Turns ahead towards you with a pleasant, useful face. Haunting gaze. You sense a profound terror. Attempt to approach the ghost. You sense the ghost of the young one is extremely fearful you, and you can flee at any moment. I could use necromancy 30 plus, but I don't have necromancy. I have to slowly confront. There's an item you can use, and I think it's that silver orb. I'm going to use that. 128 experience to general. The moment you present the silver orb to the ghost of the young woman, her eyes widen as you drift towards you. Your hand outstretched to take hold of the object, you promptly relinquish it to her and stand back, staring in wonder. The silver spear disappears in her ghostly hand. The fearful look that once adorned her face is no more. She turns her face, begins in a spot whisper. My heart rejoices. Once again, I hold the gift of my beloved, the gift of Kalkumar. You must flee this wood, and you must never return. You are meddling to mend what my father long ago set out to destroy. He does not rest beneath those trees. It is the curse of his cruelty that haunts this forest. 
You ask the young woman what she means by what she has said. She seems to play no mind to your questions. Instead, she repeats her start warning. My father sees all that transpires beneath the trees, she says, her eyes once again adopting a look of terror. He will know what you have done, and he will surely haunt you. I can ask you to do no more on my behalf. The gift of my beloved is enough. My father will not stand will stand for no intrusion upon his domain, even though it now lies in ruin. You ask the young woman about Kaljumar, but much as made, he turns and begins to float away through the trees. Then suddenly, she glances back at him. I have the memory of Kaljumar, and that is enough. You must leave these woods. Without another word, the ghost of the young woman vanishes amongst the trees. The several minutes of waiting and watching, and the fact that she in the event that she might return, we always have the fact that she is gone and once again sets off on your way through the forest. Of course, the thing is, there's little thing more likely to make me stay than being told I shouldn't go somewhere. Armored scavenger. Because there's this some sort of mystery here. And I want to solve it. Who, what did his father do? Some relation with that cat man, probably. Can I put back right what was wrong? Black striped bear. These large brown bears have a wide black stripe that runs from the tip of their nose to their tail. They're extremely powerful and often aggressive, and also for some reason often dead. They swat at me, and then they go. Yeah. Yeah, they just just have this spontaneous, spon. They just sometimes have this disease where they spontaneously break into lots of slappy cuts. Don't know how that happens. It just happens. Yeah, another black stripe there. Yeah. Okay. Another black stripe. Uh, and Uh, that did quite a bit of damage. But you restore your S SP after every fight. So it's usually not so bad. You made your way to this. I found the ruined tower. While exploring the heart of the wood, you come upon the site of a ruined tower. The mighty stone blocks that once made up the outer wall of the tall, square structure lie scattered about the forest floor, causing you to believe the tower came to an abrupt and unnatural end. In the midst of ruins, you discover a set of stone steps descending into the earth through what, through what remains of the tower's stone style, known down stone floor. Alright, descend these steps. After cautiously step. Descending the 22 steps, you arrive at the floor at the end of a short wall passage that runs up to a stone door. The door bears no markings and no visible by means by which to effect its opening. You push hard against the weighty stone slab for several moments, but it doesn't budge. I need either a thievery, law, arcania, conjuration, or shadow magic, whatever that is. Of forty plus, I have I have neither of those. I'm going to go back to Hawklaw and see if I can train Arcania to what we need because we just happen to get quite a bit of experience to that skill. Arcania. Okay, I have six hundred and fifty-five training, 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 training. Yep. Okay, now Akania is at level level forty-two, so I can go back to Bent Bentlin Wood, explore Bentlin Wood. Recently discovered location: the ruined tower. Send the steps. 
Now I can use Arcania 40 plus. I wonder if I could use Law instead. Travel, Village of Law, Skills, or Look Law. Law, which I just learned off that tree. I don't think I'll be able to, but I'll see how far I can get. Training Law up. 13, 14, 15, 16, there's 20, still, training law, training law, training law. Okay, I can, I can get law up to level 29, still only using the Pacific XP. If I use Gen 1 XP, I can get it to 40, but... I could get it to that, but nope. Mm -mm. nope. Travel back to Bentlin Wood. Now I'm going to explore Bentlin Wood. Turn to the Wooing Tower. Extend the steps. No, I don't have. Where's my theory going? Yeah, my theory's nowhere near what it needs to be. So I'm going to use Arcania. You successfully use your Arcania skill. 4 XP to Arcania. Putting your knowledge of such things to the test, you make a prick. Look for examination of the door and a pleasant surprise when you discover a foot small impression set into its base. The expert I immediately recognise the indication of the hidden latch that will allow you to open the stone door. After several moments of fiddling with the hidden latch, a muffled click from behind the door signals the stone portal is about to open. You step back and watch with growing satisfaction as the tall slab of stone smith swings inwards to reveal a small circular chamber beyond. Prepared to confront whatever may lie in the chamber, you boldly shed into the shadowy room. A the circular chamber beyond the stone door is small and empty, save for a plinth jutting out of the far wall. You immediately spot a curious object lying on the plinth and incautiously make your way across the pathway to path towards it. As you draw up the path, your eyes flow upon the item resting upon its pitted surface. It appears to be the severed arm of a statue. I'm going to take that arm. I think I know where it goes. You retrieve the severed, you see the statue, the arm of the statue from the pit, leathered statue arm. This is the severed arm of a statue, which you discovered at, at the site of the wounds in an ancient tower in Pentland Wood. After making a quick search of the west of the chamber and finding nothing in chest, you promptly remount the steps and once again emerge into the forest above. As you're making your way out of the mist of the ruins of the tower, you suddenly find yourself confronted by a dozen armoured skeletons, the fleshless, hissing undead, each wielding a rusty longsword. Step out of the forest on either side of the track you're following and draw themselves into a rigid formation. The nightmarish undead legion quickly parts ranks as a staggering half-rotted corpse in a moldy blue, moldy blue tunic steps through their mist. The gaunt, eyeless cadaver, whose face still bears the scraps of a once-thick beard, levels an accusatory finger at you. You dare meddle in the affairs of my own blood? He rasps as a steady stream of ghoulish ooze slips. Spills from, from the coy's festering wrath. She will never take his hand. He is a creature of darkness. In his heart echo the screams of those he has slain. Realising the undead being's rather cryptic words are a reference to the statue's arm you are now carrying, you're about to consider returning to him when suddenly the, the first four skeletons step forward, fiendishly brandishing their decaying instruments of war. Ugh, look, if you have made an argument, might have won. But now, 
Now you're throwing skeletons at me. As the first four skeletons advance upon you, your eyes are momentarily drawn to the undead figure in the blue tunic. He turns his back to you and says, He about to pull his shadow over the right into the deeper gloom beneath the trees. A violent hiss slaps your thoughts back to the current predicament and you turn your full attention to the four advancing skeletons. I hold my iPhone Necromancy 30 Plus. I could have used that, but I don't, so I can't. Hold my ground and engage the skeletons. You're quickly engaged in a brutal geist against the four fleshless undead whites. Skeleton warriors! Yeah! The skeletons hiss wildly as they slash it with their rusty blades. And they continue to do that. They are that Those are slain. You step over the shattered remains of the four skeletons and assume a defensive stance as the remainder of the undead legion starts towards you. Realise that opting to engage the eight remaining skeletons means you'll have to face them all at once without the chance to flee once the fight has started. Okay, I'm going to fight them all at once. I hope I'm not... Oh, there it is. Okay. The eight remaining skeletons swiftly close in and surround you. Swiping you from all sides with their rusty long swords. You're locked in a fight to the finish against this gruesome band of freshers undead. The skeletons hiss wildly as they slash it with their rusty blades. Why does no one consider getting skeletons, you know, new equipment? They, they just think they can just keep using whatever they want, they want, having when they want it. Yeah, necromancers for you. They, they never care about the skeletons they raise. They just raise more skeletons. 37 XP. The, sc- the scattered pile of shattered blown are all that remains of the fearsome skeletal legion. Taking a few moments to check on the equipment, you quickly set off through the forest. Leave behind the wounds of tower and the scene of the gruesome attack far behind. Now, I know a stone statue, glass rock statue. Near the centre of a wide bed of ferns, an area of thick tangled undergrowth, you discover a toppled half-buried statue protruding from the leaf-covered stone floor. A closer example statue would be that of an armoured catamarag. The statue is obviously ancient and in quite a state of disrepair. You closely note the statue is missing its left arm. Which I can use an item. Oh, I statue missing an arm, and I just happen to have found an arm. It's the severed arm of the statue. Hmm. I mean, it could it could be a coincidence, but probably not. You place the sca- the severed stone arm you're carrying up to the left side of the castmark statue, and are surprised to discover that it is a perfect match. Suddenly, your arm glows, the arm glows white hot, forcing you to release your grip on it as you stagger back beyond the radius of its scorching glow. When the blinding, blinding glow fades, you look back to the statue, but it's shocked by what your eyes behold. There, low on the ground where the half-buried statue once lay, protruding from the forest floor, is a living and breathing casserole. The cat-like humanoid, clad in wall-level armour, Looks up at you in bewilderment as he struggles to regain his feet. For several attempts of rising, you step forward and help him up. Thank you, he finally murmurs, wincing painfully as he stretches me. I am Kazumaha, and I am forever humbly at your service. The Kasparot nods nods curtly, then casts his wary gaze at the fight around him. We will meet again, human, he says, his voice growing strong with each work he speaks. The lord of this wood is a sorcerer of great tracks, though perhaps even his time has passed, if he able to return my arm and break the curse so long ago laid upon me. Related to Casamot that you encounter, your encounter with the undead being in the blue tunic wizard tower, deep in the heart of the forest. Explain how you came to possess the missing arm, yes. Yes, me, you... Yes, the being met, you met. The being that met you met was the sorcerer of whom we told. Yes, and it is his daughter's hand I sought all those countless years ago. Seems that passage has 
at the time, but as Don Little softened it, his crawl was all to keep his part. You quickly tell the cat and walk of your encounter with the ghost of the young woman, visiting you at the fountain that showed the attempt to escape from the Vahavaya Firewind portal. Kajal Marsden tells you that's the last time he ever saw his, his beloved. We became separated as we tumbled through that void. When I again emerged, his light was at the feet of her father, the sorceress lord of the forest. Sorcerer lord of the forest that I lay. It was then and there that he laid the high curse on me, and I became stone. Hardly the first of his enemies to meet such a fate. Kajamar tells you that he believes that despite the wit of his heart, the sorcerer still bore enough love for his daughter to allow the curse to be broken. He removed my petrified arm and hid it deep within his tower. Turned my arm to his side would break to my side would break the curse. Perhaps he used 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 the arm to hold sway with his daughter. The promise that I could be Kazmok started in mid sentence, ladies and I thank you again, my friend. You're sighting off her ghost beneath these trees, let me go. Now I must find her. Hopefully she'll solve mummies again. He bid the Kasamok known as Kajuma and watches his slowly departs cautiously into the forest. In the years since your encounter with the young woman's ghost and, a, and the Kasamok known as Kajuma, you often wonder if perhaps they were at last united, despite the objections of their despotic sense of power, and beyond even the constraints of time and death, believe that somehow they were. And I got. 1,024 experience to general, and 128 experience to all skills and powers. And that's, this, this This quest is done. And that's, that's most of what you can do in Bentley Wood. Just going to go back to Hawklaw. Save. I'm going to give the wiki a brief check. I uh, check there will be more stuff going on there, but not for now. So we're done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.